I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Deuteronomy chapters 28 and 29. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. Chapter 28 is a continuation of the thought in Deuteronomy chapter 27. It's regarding the big service that will be planned atop Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal when they get over into Canaan where they read the cursings and the blessings. In chapter 27, we read the cursings, and in chapter 28, we read the blessings. Verse 1, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways." The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only, and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Now, as I mentioned before we read this passage, this chapter is a continuation of Deuteronomy 27. That's regarding the big service plan atop Mount Gerizim Ebal when they get to Canaan. It actually takes place over in Joshua chapter 8, verses 29 to 35. As Israel here is encamped on the east side of the Jordan, preparing to go into their promised land, Canaan, God's making a very big impression on Israel regarding the rewards of exclusively serving him. This chapter is a repeat of what was proclaimed to Israel back in Leviticus chapter 26. And here it is in a nutshell. Obey God and everything will be perpetually great. But disobey and hang on for God's wrath, beginning in verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, 
that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do, until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly, because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. And your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them, and you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart, and you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. You shall betroth the wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be violently taken away from before you, and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long, and there shall be no strength in your hand." A nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce of your labor, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. So you shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs with severe boils which cannot be healed, and from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in, for the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail." Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. 
and they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything, and he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance which does not respect the elderly nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. They shall not leave you grain or new wine or oil or the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you, in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you. The sensitive and very refined man among you will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the rest of his children whom he leaves behind, so that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children whom he will eat, because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity, will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughter. Her placenta, which comes out from between her feet and her children, whom she bears, for she will eat them secretly for lack of everything in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. You shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven in multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And it shall be that, just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you to nothing, and you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples, from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place, but there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, fainting eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you shall say, Oh, that it were evening, and at evening you shall say, Oh, that it were morning, because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. And the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships by the way of which I said to you, You shall never see it again. 
and there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. Whoa, that's a cherry passage, isn't it? I think you'd have to admit, along with me, it's much better, much better to obey God. So we see the curses, and this is the program content, by the way, for when we get over to Joshua chapter 8, verses 29 to 35, that big event upon the mountains, uh, Ebal and Gerizim. The blessings and the cursings are going to be read out loud by the Levites and vocally approved by the Hebrews on those two mountains. Now, keep in mind, these mountains are very close to each other. I've provided a photo on this page of the written notes of BibleTrack.org, and there's a valley in the middle, and that's where the Levites will stand, and they'll read them, and, and uh, part of the tribes, as we mentioned earlier, be on one mountain and the other part on the other mountain, and, and they'll read the cursings and the blessings, and the people will acknowledge those. This list is also found in Leviticus chapter 26. Now, notice verse 36. It says, The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone. Well, here we see a prediction of the Assyrian and Babylonian captivities, which would be more than 700 years in the future leading up to their final overthrow and captivity in 586 B.C., that's recorded in 2 Kings chapter 24, verses 10 through 16. That's when Jerusalem would fall. Then again, we see in verse 49 the following. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand. The conditions then described in these verses were fulfilled, actually fulfilled when Jerusalem was under siege. In Lamentations chapter 4, we get an account of that. And by the way, that includes the cannibalism that we read about in verse 53 here. Finally, notice verses 64 through 68 regarding the dispersion of the Jews. After the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD, the Jewish people were indeed scattered around the world away from their homeland. They didn't return in significant numbers until the 20th century. Wow, I mean, Moses, did he nail this prophecy or what? Now, you may notice that only 14 verses in this chapter are given to the blessings, but 54 verses to the cursings. God is making here an in-your-face appeal to the Hebrews to never, never, never turn back from their commitment to God. These very clear, decisive words would one day become the basis for extreme remorse as they reap their cursings, these cursings, and fall into Assyrian and Babylonian captivity. Chapter 29 deals with the contents of the warning itself. Verse 1, These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Now Moses called all Israel and said to them, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great wonders. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear to this very day. And I have fed you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet." You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you came to this place, Sihon, king of Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, came out against us to battle, and we conquered them. 
We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh. Therefore keep the words of this covenant and do them, that you may prosper in all that you do. All of you stand today before the Lord your God, your leaders and your tribes and your elders and your officers, all the men of Israel, your little ones and your wives, also the stranger who is in your camp, from the one who cuts your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath which the Lord your God makes with you today, that he may establish you today as a people for himself, and that he may be God to you, just as he has spoken to you, and just as he has sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I make this covenant and this oath not with you alone, but with him who stands here with us today before the Lord your God, as well as with him who is not here with us today. For you know that we dwelt in the land of Egypt, and that we came through the nations which you passed by, and you saw their abominations and their idols which were among them, wood and stone and silver and gold, so that there may not be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, and that there may not be among you a root bearing bitterness or wormwood. And so it may not happen when he hears the words of this curse that he blesses himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace even though I follow the dictates of my heart, as though the drunkard could be included with the sober. The Lord would not spare him, for then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy would burn against that man, and every curse that is written in this book would settle on him, and the Lord would blot out his name from under heaven. And the Lord would separate him from all the tribes of Israel for adversity, according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law." So that the coming generation of your children who rise up after you and the foreigner who comes in from a far land would say, when they see the plagues of that land and the sickness which the Lord has laid on it, the whole land is brimstone, salt, and burning. It is not sown, nor does it bear, nor does any grass grow there, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and his wrath. All nations would say, why has the Lord done so to this land? What does the heat of this great anger mean? Then people would say, Because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. For they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods that they did not know and that he had not given to them. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against this land to bring on it every curse that is written in this book. And the Lord uprooted them from their land in anger, in wrath, and in great indignation, and cast them into another land as it is this day. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Well, here's more of the same as we saw in chapter 28. Look at verse 9. Therefore keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. Well, here's yet another chapter dedicated to warning Israel of the consequences of disobedience toward God. The history of Israel is interesting. Why did God spend so much time warning Israel that they must follow the God who delivered them from Egypt in order to continue prospering? Why was it necessary to spend so much time talking about the curses of not following God? Well, 
Despite all the warnings, Israel's demise followed centuries of turning their backs on God. Go figure. By the way, Horeb keeps getting mentioned here another 13 times after the actual occasion of the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. That's Mount Horeb. It's mentioned those 13 times in the remainder of the Old Testament in the context of being the covenant that God made with Israel, which was represented by the tables of stone that we know as the Ten Commandments. So Horeb is the word indicating the covenant of the law of Moses. Now, verse 22 gets very interesting here. Is Moses predicting here or is he prophesying? Well, as it turns out, the statements issued beginning here by Moses regarding Israel's future path turn out to be dead on with future reality. These predictions or prophecies continue right on into Deuteronomy chapter 30. Well, generations from now, after the people of Israel turn their backs on God, the prophetic implication of these two chapters will be realized. As a matter of fact, these statements are confirmed as prophetic over in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 14 through 30, when God speaks the same before Moses and Joshua. Incidentally, there's a reference to the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 23, along with two other cities that were in the plain of Sodom, Adma and Zeboim. Now notice the prophecy given in verses 25 through 28. Let's read it again. Then people would say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt, for they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods that they did not know and that he had not given to them. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against this land to bring on it every curse that is written in this book. And the Lord uprooted them from their land in anger, in wrath, and in great indignation, and cast them into another land as it is this day. Well, yep, that's pretty much exactly what happened in 586 B.C. when Israel and Jerusalem fell once and for all to the Babylonians in 2 Kings chapter 24. Make no mistake about it, even when Israel was being punished for the rebellion by wandering through the wilderness on the Sinai Peninsula, God was leading them all through that journey. As a matter of fact, notice verse 5. It says, And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. <laughs> That's interesting. Their clothes didn't even wear out for those forty years. God made those things last. Now, here's an amusing verse. I get asked a lot of questions about the Bible, many to which I have no definitive answer. However, when I get such a question, often I reply that the answer is to be found in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. I like that verse. Here's what it says. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So some things are just a secret. This prophecy, by the way, continues on into chapter 30. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.